My wife is a master at finding lost things. She has found lost toys, lost keys, lost wallets, contact lenses, phones, even my wedding ring on one occasion. But the one time when her skills were on display like no other happened about 13 years ago on one cold December evening as our family was enjoying dinner at a hibachi sushi buffet in Kalamazoo, Michigan. And at this particular time, our daughter, Hallie, had one of those Invisalign retainers, one of those plastic things that you can barely see. They cost almost as much as a new car. And I remember as we were eating, you know, when she would eat, she would take it out and she would put it beside her plate. And I remember when we were at the restaurant, we were getting towards the end of the meal, and I said, Hallie, pay close attention to your retainer. It could be very easily missed. It looks just like those fortune cookie wrappers. Keep an eye on it. You can see where this is going. <laughs> she left it behind and it was swept up with all of the dishes and food and napkins and those fortune cookie wrappers. Well, now Hallie's in college. She's an elementary education major, and she just told us that that was an unreasonable expectation for a child of that age. <laughs> Nevertheless, we, we realized the mistake. We realized what we'd left behind instantly, and, and Anne burst into the kitchen to the bewilderment of the employees and explained the predicament. They led her to this huge vat of garbage filled with leftover discarded food and napkins and ice cubes and fortune cookie wrappers and they looked at her like she was a crazy woman digging her way to find that retainer probably thinking there's no way she's going to find it but she found it yes and I still don't know how she did it you know that feeling when you lose something important, something valuable, something expensive. Your keys, your wallet, your phone. There's that moment of panic and loss and what will I do? Sometimes I wonder if the things that we lose want to be found as much as we want to find them. That's what I believe about the Creator. I believe the Creator is no different than that. God is not an object, of course, like a retainer or keys, but I believe that God, the Creator, the presence and power of love wants to be found. Robert Fulgham, who is the author of Everything I Really Needed to Know I Learned in Kindergarten, tells a story of a group of children playing hide-and-seek in his yard, out in the front yard. And he noticed one kid hiding behind a pile of leaves. All the other kids were found except this one kid in those leaves, and he was in that pile of leaves for a long, long time. All the other kids had been found. They were about to give up and do something else when finally Robert Fulgham lifted up the window and shouted, over here, over here, he's over here. He reflects, better than hide-and-seek, he says, 
I prefer the game sardines. In sardines, the person who is it hides, and everybody else goes looking for him. And when you find him, you hide with him. And pretty soon, everybody is hiding together, stacked and packed in a small space like puppies in a pile. Someone giggles, someone laughs, and everyone gets found. Instead of hide and seek, I think God likes to play sardines and is found in the same way everybody gets found in sardines, by the sound of laughter, being lumped together in a small space. That's what this Christmas story is all about. It was the very first game of sardines. And the first people to find God outside of the parents were shepherds. And the shepherds got the tip from the angels who made it very clear where to find this kid and how to find him right down to the details of his outfit and the non-crib he will be lying in. Exactly where to find him. It's hard to say what the shepherds expected to find when they got there. Maybe more angels, maybe some A-listers, a high priest or two. Instead, they found a little family in a stable packed with farm animals. Then some dignitaries show up with their gifts. They are led to the place by a star, a searchlight, which made it plain as day where they could find this newborn king. The Savior was not hiding behind closed doors, trying not to be found, but out in the open for the whole world to see and to find. This was not some clandestine undercover operation, no sneak attack. God came into the world in an open way, in open public space, angels blaring, stars shining and pointing, all of it like God leaning out the window saying, over here, over here, he's right over here. Christmas still brings people together from faraway places, doesn't it? Packed together under the same roof. Someone here right now, tonight, is wondering how they're going to sleep on that pull-out couch. <laughs> that bar starts talking to you right around 3 a.m. Somebody else here is wondering how they're going to do on the air mattress. That's how it is. When relatives gather, we play sardines. We went to the Grand Canyon to celebrate our 20th wedding anniversary just a few years ago. And while we were there, we learned that when the first white people showed up at the Grand Canyon and saw it for the first time, one mile down, five miles across, a hundred miles along, they said to each other, something must have happened here. <laughs> something must have happened here. A visitor to our world at Christmas time, from another world, coming to our world, seeing the lights, the decorations, the trees, the parties, hearing the songs and the carols about something far deeper and wider than the Grand Canyon, might also say, something must have happened here. Indeed, something did happen here. Something is happening here. Love 
is being found among us, we can call off the search. Like many organizations, we here at Virginia Highland Church have a lost and found box, and Christmas Eve is the time when we get the most unintended donations to our lost and found box. We, we receive keys and umbrellas and water cups, butter bottles, and occasionally a cell phone or two, so be mindful. We're closed tomorrow, so whatever you leave behind, you have to do without until Tuesday. The church itself is a lost and found box, a place for regular people who might occasionally find themselves feeling lost, hoping to find a glimpse of the sacred. And what we first encounter in the church, perhaps much to our surprise, is each other, regular people who are no more holy than shepherds or A-listers or anyone else. And what we learn here is that if, you, if we really see each other, if we really see ourselves as we are, we have seen the sacred lost and found. In my experience, there really is no significant difference between deep humanity and divinity. When we find one, we find the other. That is the heart of the Christian message, and that is the heart of the story we celebrate tonight. Some of you are packed in here like sardines in your row. But we're not going to stay here forever. Sardine moments are not meant to last. Like shepherds, we too are called to go out into a world that is lost. Lost in the garbage of racism, violence, terrorism, innocence, right now being slaughtered, lost in the filth of authoritarianism, propaganda, fake news, and reckless greed, lost in a world searching for light, perhaps having forgotten that we are the light of the world. We are the very thing we are looking for. Madeline Lengel once said, we do not draw people to Christ by loudly discrediting what other people believe, by telling them how wrong they are or how right we are, but by showing them a light that is so lovely that they want with all their hearts to find it and to know it for themselves. To find God to find the sacred, holy presence. You don't have to be a master finder like my wife. We have it much easier. All the signs are there. All the signs are right here. All the light we need to find our way is here, out in the open, and within us, waiting to be revealed. Amen.